and welcome to Minute 55 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and once again, uh, my co-host Tom is uh, still in the cooler. He'll hopefully be back with us on Monday. Joining me once again today to finish off this week is Tony Kogan from Coop's Reviews. Welcome back, Tony. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. No problem. We've we've had a, a great discussion all week, and you know we'll we'll get the tag end of that uh, of of the whole dispersal issue with today's episode. Episode fifty five begins with von Luger trying to you know he reaches down to inspect the uh, the garden and goes all the way till von Luger and the SBO discuss they have a a conversation about gardening as we discussed yesterday. Von Luger, Posen, and Strachwitz have started walking through the compound. They've reached the point where all the characters are gardening outside of their, their barracks. And he basically walks over and uh, kicks up one of the rocks, begins to kick some of the dirt, and looks around. Then we get a quick shot of Roger and Mac looking down, looking suspiciously, trying to figure out what's going on here. You know, does does he know what's going on, or, or is he just fishing for information about things? I mean, we discussed this a little bit yesterday, the fact that and we, we came to the conclusion, uh, thanks to Tony, what Van Luger is trying to do here is to get someone to, to give away some information. He's not really, he doesn't really think they're doing something specifically with the gardens that, that's uh, illegal or, or uh, you know, against the rules of the camp. But he's, he's hoping that, that just by his presence, he's able to, to, to get someone to make, make a, a flaw, you know, give, give away some of something, whatever it could be. Because he knows something is going on. He's just not sure what. And then he you know, picks up a few more rocks, shakes them off, starts playing with the rocks in his hands, walks over to Roger, gives him a salute. And at this point, Posen and Strachwitz also salute Roger, and Max salutes also. I, I like the fact that, that uh, the way that they do this is that, you know, they're still, they, they may be enemies, but there's still honor among officers, you know, between the two sides. It's, it's discipline. Yeah, it's you're my prisoner or you're my, my my warden, but still, you know, we we you know what was it respect the rank, not the man. It's it's the it's the rule it's the rules of engage it's the rules of engagement it's the, it's the there is it's yeah rules of engagement and respect amongst officers. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I just said, respect the rank, not the man. You know, it doesn't matter who it is, but you know, you give them the proper salute that that's needed, which it's nice to see. That uh, that there is a little bit of, of formality between the two sides. You know, this isn't this isn't a movie that that shows a lot of animosity between the you know the officers in the camp and the prisoners themselves. So I think this is a good way of showing it. You know, that they're able to to still salute each other despite their their differences of opinion as to what they uh, you know what how they should be acting. Then von Luger has a, has a great line. He says, "I'm I'm sorry, the soil here isn't better suited." To your men's purpose. Now, first of all, what purpose is he referring to? But <laughs> if you think about it, it actually is very suited to their purpose. You know, because they're able to, uh, to to use that for their dispersal measures. I, I like the irony of that of that comment. Now, what what do you think he's referring to when he says that it's not suited for your purpose? Like, what purposes do you think he's referring to? Uh, yeah, I think let's see, it's the general one of the. The the Barton purpose, and again, I think I was going to say where of I said like previous episode we talked about how he's trying to gauge their reactions. 
I think again, it's another one where he's trying to gauge how they respond to what he's saying, saying, he's saying if they can kind of give away an alternate purpose other than the the surface level one of them being used as guardians. Okay, that that is definitely possible that that could be the the reason. I don't know it's just it, it's just a little strange to me. Regardless, the way that the you know like his his idea of your men's purpose, you know, in in the original script, Hiltz is actually in this scene, and he has a discussion with Hiltz about uh, about what they're doing in the gardening. And I think I think it was a smart move to move Hiltz out of here because you know besides the fact that he's right now in the cooler as we saw earlier in this week, he's just not very very suited well for this type of diversion. Yeah, you know, he, he, maybe maybe Steve McQueen is just not the the guy that you would see him uh, you know doing a bit of gardening and and believe that that's what he's doing. Yeah. At this point, you know, he's still playing with the rocks the whole time. I, I love the response from, from Roger. He says, we'll manage, sir. You know, even though it's not the purpose of what, what, what you're used to, but uh, we're, we're still managing somehow, which, which again, it's an ironic response because of what we know that they're actually doing with this dirt. You know, and then uh, Von Luger smiles at, at a whole bunch of different other prisoners and continues walking, and then he you know, walks up to, to Ramsey, the SBO, and uh, once again, we get back to the formalities of, of uh, the saluting. Ashley Pitt is there. He also salutes. As I mentioned earlier, it's it's a nice touch that 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 they that they do this. It it, it tells us a little bit more about the the various characters and to what they believe uh, their duty is in this type of uh, situation. You know, in many movies and TV shows or whatever, the the you know the commandant of of a uh, particular Cap is usually sadistic and whatever, and this this is one where we see that things are are uh, uh, toned down a lot more. There is a lot more respect between the two sides, and and just this little gesture of showing them saluting each other back and forth says so much about that. You know, it adds to that to that fact. At this point, uh, he you know Van Luger then says to the SBO that. Uh, he's a little surprised with the extent of this activity. So I guess that goes back to what we were saying earlier, that there's a lot of people doing gardening. Now, we know the real reason that there's so many people doing gardening because it's easier to get rid of you know, the, the, the dispersal methods from Tom by having as many uh, prisoners as possible working the soil. Because the more you have working the soil, the, the more that we're able to, to hide it. And stuff like that. Uh, so then they, they get into a little bit of a conversation about 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 gardening, which isn't something you'd expect in a movie like this, but but it, it adds to the the detail of the way that this this movie plays along. You know, he says he's been he's pleased, but he's still surprised. So uh, Ramsey says, "Well, what, what are you just you're surprised about this, basically?" And he says, "Well, flyers are gentlemen, not peasants, to dig the earth." So I'm surprised. So what he's basically saying is, is that that uh, you know he doesn't believe that officers are people who would who would toil the earth. Which yeah. I, I think that's a big generalization to to be saying something like that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think it's, it's just the uh, I'm sorry, it's the general expect, expectation that that's how it's the the officer and the gentleman type of type of arguments, thinking that. At this side, the officers will be officers will be more like the upper upper middle classes, upper classes. They wouldn't be expected to uh, do that kind of man, this kind of manual labor. Right, meaning meaning that that you're you're all upper class, so therefore you probably have servants doing these type of things for you. 
Yeah, that kind, that kind. Okay, but that, that, that's also a pretty big generalization. It doesn't just because someone's a, you know was able to get in the air force doesn't necessarily mean that they're coming from high society. Yeah, well, they have, it, it, you know, a, a mansion or a castle with, with, uh, you know, with servants and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's, it's against the, the expectation of discipline with, with with the ranks. Think of it's what less more, more because it's obviously like someone who's more of an on the officer rank rather than like the general and like the general rank and rank and file soldier. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I understand that, but uh, it's just very interesting. Maybe maybe it comes from the uh, the idea that a you know the the, the Germans look at things from. From the highest, they, they see the difference between the the upper class and the lower class, and they're, he's expecting that maybe in Germany the officers are of the high class, so therefore in England it must be that way too. You think so? Yeah, that's yeah, that potential idea, don't you? Because that 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 would make a little more sense by by saying it that way. I mean, I, I still think it's it's a little bit of a generalization the way that he does it, and I mean Ramsey gets back at him anyway and basically says, uh, well, you know. The English have always been keen on gardening. Uh, so the response is yes, but flowers. Is this not so? Meaning that, uh, you know, if if, if uh, people in England are are, are going to be doing gardening, they're going to just be dealing with flowers. They're not going to be dealing with Re- recre- Recreational gardening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I did a little bit of research into it, of how far back, you know, the English gardening goes. It, it It's been around for a very long time. I mean, it was obviously there's there's all the landscaping and stuff like that. When when looking at you know when exactly they they gardening came to England, I mean it was the Romans who brought it. You know, it wasn't something uh, that was prevalent beforehand. Basically, when when the Romans uh, came to to England, uh, I think it was the eighth century. That, that that's what I've come up with, but uh, it, I could be wrong. For all of those uh, you know, for all those history majors who are listening. Uh, you know who know more about the, when when the Romans uh, brought gardening to to England. So I apologize for for possibly getting that wrong. But that that's basically so it, it's been around for centuries. There's no question about that. The way that, that this conversation is going, he's talking about you know that it's mostly as you said for recreational gardening as opposed to something that that that's more effective. And uh, the the response that that Ramsey gives here is, is that yeah, but. Uh, we we're, we're we're trying to raise food. You know, you can't eat flowers. You know. You can, but wait a second. So the big question is: is what, what are they actually trying to uh, grow in this dirt? Because it's it's pretty much dirt. Do you have, do you have any idea what, what one could grow in this dirt? Uh, well, just see, see, try and see like any anything they can can grow. Like just even if it's anything, something like something sturdy like like potatoes. It was just the idea of of just trying to grow anything they can. Because one thing that was happening in the UK uh, during this time was that pretty much every area of spare green lands that that well I guess we kind of got could be spared and that wasn't you know directly it could be easily accessible was turned into like allotments or vegetable plots thing and right if I'm right in thinking I think it's like some areas of Hyde Park. Were were used as like as as vegetable gardens, like at least one of the big parks in London was was used as a vegetable plot. Just that idea of trying to grow whatever kinds of vegetables that they can, 
and experiments and finds one any sturdy ones that would be suited to soil. But even then, then it's just the the, the all they need to do at this point is give the perception that they're planting something, and if nothing happens, then you can just say, "Oh, the crops failed. Oh, the the, the crops failed. We tried to plant it and it, and it didn't work." Right. Right. I mean, in the in the original script, when when uh, I mentioned, I think it was uh, yesterday, that Hiltz was originally in this uh, in this scene. So Hiltz pipes up and says that they're that what they're what they're planting are radishes. He says radishes grow better in sandy soil. So I, I don't know. I've I've never tried growing radishes, so I'm not sure if uh, that. And uh, I don't think either of us are a botanist, so uh, no, we're not, not best place to answer this. No, no, not a botanist, and also not a uh, farmer. Where I would know, uh, you know, how one makes uh, radishes. My assumption is, is that that in normally people don't grow radishes in in dirt. But I guess uh, I, the question is whether they actually, you know, it's a script because they realize that, that it doesn't make sense. Curious to know how you know where, where you where one make a, where one grows radishes. Why would they even bring that up as as something that they you know would try to you know that that that's the thing that you can grow in dirt. And so I, I love the way that Ramsey responds, he says, good point, meaning, touche, you've, you've got me on that one. You know, you, you should be planting things that you can uh, that you can eat. You know, this is in some ways a dig at him that, uh, you know, the food that you're giving us isn't sufficient, so we, we're going to plant our own. And we're going we're gonna to grow radishes or, or potatoes or whatever it is that one can grow in this, you know, in, in these uh, gardening plots that they have here. So that pretty much ends this, this, this minute. I mean, Tony. All week we've been talking about the movie. What what what's your history with uh, the Great Escape? So really, my my history of it is like when I was when I was growing up. But firstly, uh, this is the usual tradition in the UK of the of the bank holidays, and on pretty much every bank holiday when I was growing up, on like the main channels like BBC, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five, and also full time during bank holidays, they'd usually show one, one of these, like, really, literally long films. And usually there's, like, traditions of different ones. So, uh, yeah, so you have, like, some channels will show Oliver, some show Sound of Music, some will show uh, Bridge of the Choir, the Bond films. And pretty much every time on the, when there was a bank holiday, you'd get a great escape on one channel. So every, every now and then I'd just dip in and see little bits of The Great Escape when I was growing up. But more more so, I was more familiar at first with films that were inspired by The Great Escape. So, like, for me, like, a foundational film for me when I was growing up uh, was Chicken Run, which is, well, it, it, it's just The Great Escape with chickens. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Chicken Run. I, I, I rewatched it uh, not long ago, and I liked the first few scenes where they're actually, you know, parodying different parts of this movie. But overall, I just didn't find it to be as fun as The Great Escape. I mean, obviously, they're very different. You know, it, it, it didn't catch me as well as it, it you know, it, it didn't fascinate me as much as it fascinates you, uh, which which is great. But, but, but your context and experience of it is completely different to mine, because I was five when ah, okay. when <laughs> was first released so i was at perfect age for chicken run to to have this big impact on me 
Okay, that is very true. I was, when Chicken Run was released, uh, I was 26. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I guess there, there is a difference there by the perspective of one, of how one looks at a, a, a movie like that. You know, that's true. Great. So, you have anything else you want to say about the movie or this particular, the minutes that we've covered over this week or something? Anything else you want to add? I think just in, just in, in generally, again, I think I've said in other episodes that I've been on, it's the thing that I really like about, about the great thing is all the logistical talk going through every every detail of, you know, you know that's kind of why I want to talk about the, this seven minutes because... It's these. This is where I really get a good microcosm of the logistics and the planning, of and the problem solving that has that takes place uh, in the film. But then you also see like everything that goes on with the document forging and you know getting clothes, trying to arrange, and even after the escape, you're trying to arrange transport and and just trying to and. Even just like how very minor slip ups or things that could just be instinctive can catch people out. Like this example of when of the, of just wishing someone good luck and they instinctively respond in English. Right. It's, and how that and how that can catch out how something that's it takes a fraction of a second you don't think about it and you've just and you've just buggered everything up. Right. I mean, we've we've all dealt with that. I mean, you know, I I I speak another language, and sometimes I'll just blurt things out in English. You know, it just doesn't, you know, without even thinking about it. Yeah. It's it's just it's insti- it's just instinct. You don't really think think about it. It just happens. Correct. No, this this is this definitely you know logistically when you're looking at a movie like this, there are a lot of logistics going on with the the way that they're planning out the the whole escape and the way that they're doing everything. So it all works out really well. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun having you on this week. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to, to join us. And yeah, no thanks. Uh, you want to once again? You want to once again tell people how they can uh, get in contact with and you? And so yeah, to get in touch with me and find my stuff, uh, you can go over to my site, which is coogsreviews.wordpress.com, and then over on the Lamb, where I run the director's chair feature. All right, excellent, and. While you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to be listening to the show. You can go go talk to us on our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can send us an email, thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Thank you once again, Tony, for, for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And we'll catch everyone else on Monday when we're back with another guest uh, to have... Uh, a continued this detailed discussion on the great escape. So have a great weekend and until Monday, tally ho. Tally ho.